Thank you for joining us for Thought for October the 5th. Our readings are 1 Chronicles chapters 20 and 21, Ezekiel chapter 31 and Ephesians chapters 1 and 2. And our thought is, Then Satan Stood. After reading today's four chapters, we felt we could write a book about the challenging points of interest in them. Chapter 21 in 1 Chronicles starts, Then Satan stood against Israel and incited David to number Israel. The parallel passage in 2 Samuel 24 makes no mention of a Satan. Remarkably, it says the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel and he incited David. And our conclusion is that he allowed David's own mind to have its way because he had reason to discipline Israel and also teach David a lesson. In our chapter today, David admits, I have sinned greatly in that I have done this thing. We can see that Satan is a figure of speech that is often used in scripture to to describe an adverse attitude of mind, one that swamps our efforts at good thinking. Satan is the Hebrew word satanas, and it first occurs in Numbers chapter 22, verse 22, and again in verse 32, to describe, as translated in the authorised version, how an angel God sent stood in the way to be an adversary to withstand Balaam, a bad prophet. It is not easy to get our minds around this phraseology of Scripture, but God's angel was a Satan. We read last month in 2 Corinthians 12, verses 7 to 10, that Paul realised that God to keep him from being too elated by the surpassing greatness of the revelations that he had experienced, had given him a thorn in the flesh, says Paul, a messenger of Satan to harass me, to keep me from being too elated. The paradox is that Paul's conclusion in verses 9 and 10 was, For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with weaknesses, For when I am weak, then am I strong. This means strong in the ways that matter, in one's working with and reliance upon God, and as a result appreciating such thorns that cause this. In our Ephesians reading, Paul tells them how you once walked following the course of this world, the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work among the sons of disobedience, among whom we all lived in passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and mind, like the rest of mankind, in chapter 2, verses 2 and 3. Taking the passage as a whole, we can see that our desires of the body and mind do not mean we are controlled or influenced by some evil spirit power, like puppets on a string, but that our lives present us with two options – to remain dead to being influenced by the ways of God, becoming more and more self-centred instead of Christ-centred, or to be made alive together with Christ, who raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus, as Paul says in verses 6 and 7. Are you succeeding in living in heavenly places? So again we have the broad and narrow ways, 
We either walk on our own, stumbling along the broad way or rushing along it, or by feeding intelligently and diligently on God's word, we increasingly show we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. Thank you for joining us for Thought for the Day once more, that together we can open up the pages of God's word, remembering that they are a lamp to our feet and a light to our path.